All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, if you're looking to step up your cocktail game or get insider info on seasonal releases or you just want to order online for same day delivery you can do that by going to specsonline.com because the fun starts here that is specs official sponsor of the sports grind and official partner of your dallas cowboys who will try to pick up another victory against the indianapolis colts on sunday night uh you know mike Tarico kind of touched on this you know a lot of questions are wondering and it's obvious because People were wanting, like, look, if you look at the landscape of Sunday, I can give you, I think off the top, without even looking at the going back in the sky, I could probably guarantee you name you two games off top that this game should be flexed for. But due to the fact that it's involving the Dallas Cowboys, that's the reason not. Miami, San Francisco could have been flexed in this spot for prime time. That's the biggest game of the week. It could have been Kansas City, Bengals, AFC Championship rematch in the jungle. Flex could be there. And I'm missing one more. I'm missing one more. But those for two for sure are two games that should be replaced. I mean, you have a four and eight football team or four and seven, whatever the hell they are in a tie going against Dallas. That's a, now it's a 10 F spread. Now I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts play them if this game comes down to the fourth quarter. But I'm just telling you, and every it's obvious. I mean, it's Dallas Cowboys. But for their most part, normally where this flex is kicking in now they would go ahead and flex in San Fran in Miami. Nighttime, Levi Stadium. A nice chill brisk coming off the bay. Two in this offense versus that defense. That's prime time. So we'll see. We'll see how competitive the game is and we'll see. But there's other games. Uh, the Jets, do we know who's starting yet? They're a three-point underdog going on the road. Um, speaking of the Jets, I think they're they're in a situation with White that I think with their division, and keep in mind, they're going to be playing Buffalo again here pretty soon, that that's why this whole Zach Wilson change was made from the jump is because I believe this is a team that believes by Robert Sala that this team is prime, ready to make a run. And that's the reason why they kind of, besides the whole leadership role, and who did the Jets have um, this week? Again, keep in mind, I think it's... Uh, the Jets have the Vikings. The Vikings, that's In Minnesota. Is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so that's one game, too, as well on the radar. Also, when you look at it, another green, the thing with Green Bay... Aaron Rodgers, is he going to play? It looks like he's still going to play. I disagree with it, but look at this logic. Aaron talked about this the other day. Now, Aaron was asked, and he said that he's open to the idea of benching. And to elaborate on this, he said that the talks, he said, look, I understand this is a business. 
He goes, you know, of course, we're in the situation that we're in. He goes, you know, Jordan, he goes, they probably want to get a look at the guy, you know, young. And, you know, he goes, so if that conversation comes up, he said he wouldn't have any ill will or be salty about it. He said he hopes it doesn't come up, but he could understand that. He said that could become a reality. Now, if you are the Green Bay Packers, you're in a situation and they've got the Bears this weekend. Okay, and I don't believe Justin Fields is going to play. I don't. He shouldn't play. I mean, I think he should be done for pretty much the rest of the season. If not, maybe if he's 100, but if not, there's no reason to bring him back. But if you are the Packers, you're stuck in this situation where now, granted, they're mathematically still in it in the NFC. They're mathematically still in it. But if you're the Packers front office, you're looking like, okay, do we go against Aaron's wishes in the grain? I mean, he is beat up. I mean, the guy's dealing with the thumb. He's dealing with the ribs. I mean, what is the point? I mean, he's going to be the quarterback of the team next year. But if you are the Packers, you have a situation where if we put Jordan Love out there and display his talents for other GMs and other teams, we could get a good return on Jordan. Or they could be looking at it, well, if we do put him out there and he plays and he doesn't perform well, then we don't even have the opportunity to hold somebody or either just sell him and take him off of potential. I believe that's the decision that's going on with the Green Bay Packers now, and I think that's the reason why Aaron Rodgers is being candid. Like, yeah, man, I, I won't hold no bitterness. I understand this is a business. I'm open to it. I hope it don't get Yeah, because those talks are going around. Because they're that because they are a team that only has four wins and is not even close to catching Minnesota and not gonna catch Minnesota. What do you got? With the Friday news headlines, uh, uh Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, according to Adam Schefter, uh telling reporters today that Trevor Simeon will undergo season ending surgery to repair his oblique injury. Jeez. That does set up uh, Justin Fields, who was a full participant in practice today, um, and that's two days straight now with no injury designation, set up to be the starter against the Packers this weekend. With uh, with Bakhtiari out, the left tackle up in, or the offensive tackle up in Green Bay, um, he had an appendectomy and is out this weekend. But Rodgers is off the injury report, which therefore gives you a setup of Rodgers versus Fields. Um. I, I, every, all the stars and all the lines are pointing that he's going to play. I kind of figured that out by the time we got to Wednesday. I, I just think the Packers, I just started to think the other night, I was like, you know, the Packers are in a, in a crazy situation because part of it is this is a golden opportunity to really see what you got in Jordan Love. Okay? And it's and it really comes at really no expense. And not only that, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers hadn't been playing that well to Aaron Rodgers' standard. I mean, we can only judge him by uh, we can only judge him by his back-to-back -back MVPs, right? Hasn't lived up to it, but I think the Packers; those discussions are going on as we speak. The other game to interest, especially the Cowboys Nations, is really that Giants and Washington Commanders game. You know, I think the I think the Commander, I think the Washington. I would say this: Giants are coming down back to earth a little bit. I think. You know, they surprised everybody. Nobody thought they could even reach the 7-4. and four. Um, You know, they went with one loss for a while. They were one of the few last undefeated teams left. Um, 
you know, they're hosting Washington coming in. I don't know what the line is on this game, but the Commanders. It's a two and a half for Washington at New York. Yeah, that's a short number there. But even though they're the road team, um, I do believe, you know, you've got to give some credit because uh, Washington Commanders, their defensive line has played better of late, even though I think Jack Del Rio should be out of the NFL. He's outdated. He's an eight track. He's a beta max. But the defensive line is playing better. And it's the Heineke magic. I don't want to keep spoiling, you know, pouring salt on the wound to Washington Commanders fans, Glenn and all you guys out there. But you had this guy Heineke on your roster, man. He was there. And then you still went ahead and picked up the salary from the Colts for Carson Wentz. And you gave up some picks, I think. Where Heineke was just sitting there and had basically went to the playoffs with you one year. But anyway, positive. I think if Washington can win this game, I think definitely they're going to secure themselves at second spot in the NFC East. And the crazy thing is, if the playoffs ended today, all four NFC East teams for the first time ever in a division team of four will be going to the playoffs. Okay. And then you got somebody in the NFC South taking up air. Somebody's got to win that division. And speaking of that, you know, speaking of tough situations, look at the Atlanta Falcons. Look at the situation they're in. Don't you think they want to get rid of some looks by now? We're toward the end of the season. They want their rookie to get out there. But you know what? They can't really there. And they play. They still in the division hunt. They can still win that damn division. 1-800-707-9760. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 at 1300 The Zone. What's going on, Josh? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Josh, I can hear you. What's going on, my man? Cool, man. No, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm a Spurs fan. I've, uh, I love your show, man. I, I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. All, all the time, man. Uh, Frito-Lay worker, man. But, um. And Bartlett, Hitman, I love it. Throwing that out there, man. Um, But Calvin, I'm a little nervous, man, but... Man, why don't you like the Cincinnati Bengals, bro? Well, you know, thanks for the phone call, Josh. Thanks for the love, man. Keep slinging them Frito-Lay chips. Keep stacking them chips. Frito-Lay. Okay. Frito chips leave your breath stinking. I, I remember I went through a Frito stage, probably my middle school time is when I really went to Frito. That's when I really started at that age, started really even having to battle weight. But that's a whole other different story. Keep Be careful out there too, Josh. Whoever said I didn't like the Bengals, Josh? I mean, you're the one Bengal fan that at least, at least I know there's another one of you. Flip 210 is just basically gone missing. You know, through good or bad, hope he's all right. But I, there's no dislike to the Bengals that I have. I just felt that, you know, this year, I didn't know how much of last year Josh was legit um, in regards to their run, but you don't go to the Super Bowl. You need a lot of luck and health, but I don't think you just luck up all the way to the Super Bowl in the NFL. You really don't. But I just had to see, is this real? Do they, Can they come back? You know, the history. I kept preaching it all July and August. Hey, the Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl hangover. And, you know, credit to the Bengals. And I'm still not sold on Zach, the head coach. I still not. But in fairness, they were at a point, you know, I think right before, you know, um, the game that 
Jamar Chase goes down and gets hurt. I don't know if it was that game or the game. They were at a point in the season where they could have really let this let go of the rope. And it could have went left. And Cincinnati could be at the bottom of that north. But you know what? They hung in there. They grinded and go look at their record now. And they've got a big matchup between Kansas City and Cincinnati coming in this weekend. So I don't not like them, Josh. I just was basically, maybe because you've been listening to the show, I was a little skeptical of them down. And I still think they need to produce a better offensive line behind uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's on the pace to be another Andrew Luck, and we don't want that. You don't want that to happen. You know how long it took Cincinnati to even find the quarterback. So you want to protect Burrow. But, no, I keep hearing from the experts, Cincinnati's a team nobody wants to play if they get in the playoffs. Still got to see something from that line, but I'm just giving them their flowers because, honestly, I thought their season was about to slip away from them, and I would have been able to say, hey, see, I told you so. But it's still, I'm apologizing. I should. I, I was wrong. I mean, it's not over with yet. I mean, they haven't made the playoff yet, but they're in a good position. They're doing a lot better considering the circumstances, some adversity than I thought they would do. You know, see, that's not hard for me. If 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 you blue blocker, silver wearing, star wearing, okay, civil right witness owner having Dallas Cowboy fans. If I'm wrong about the 49ers and they be like, hey, man, Dallas is proud. They beat them. I was wrong. I'll do it. But see, but it's usually when I'm right on something, that's what, oh, well, I haven't been able to tune in. I had to work all week. I've been busy. I haven't heard the show. Y'all go disappearing. 1 800 707. 976. That is a monster game, though. The 49. That game should be prime time. Kansas City Rob just messed me. He said he said Eagles and Titans is the third game that could be flexed. A hundred percent. Uh those are two division leaders. Um what you have ground game kind of matchup. I think it's fantastic. Vrabel's well, a defensive kind of defensive kind of coach. And, and it's a regional battle right there, Philadelphia and Tennessee. Yeah, but that would be one matchup I think we'd be disappointed. Because I told you, I mean, Tennessee's another one that they're doing better by default. And it's the, the A.J. Brown revenge game. That's a, that's a nice storyline, too. But let me tell you something. Philly's been decent against the run. If Derrick Henry is going to be held to 50 yards allure, Tennessee can't beat anybody unless they were playing the Broncos. Because that's pretty much the only team they could beat with holding Derrick Henry under 50 yards. Because, again, they don't have that receiver, as you speak of, A.J. Brown. So, I think if that would have been flexed, we might have been disappointed. Because I think Philly, if they were clicking, Tennessee's just not an offense or a team that's going to be able to build to be able to come from behind. And I think Philly would jump on them. But I could see it, though, with the two division leaders. But without a doubt, man, 49ers in Miami and without a doubt, Kansas City and Cincy, the, due to the fact how the Bengals are playing. 1-800-707-9760. What do you got? Uh, before we step away too far, and as we get ready to go to break here in a few, uh, the Jets. All right, we yeah. do have a quarterback update. Okay. Uh, Rich Semini of the Four Letter Network covering the Jets. Uh, he reports that we have uh, another... Second, a consecutive second game where Zach Wilson is inactive. Joe Flacco is going to be the backup to to Mister uh, Mike White. Yeah, see, not playing this weekend. And I don't know if he's playing today. Lose. 
and timeout. You've been bad. You've been a bad boy. Go to timeout. It's going to be an extended timeout. You got a bad report card for mechanics and you had misconduct. Got my ass tore if I had misconduct. Wish you rest her soul. I wish she was hard on me about the grades and misconduct. But, and it still turned out a badass. So, anyway. Yeah, man. Told you, Jonas. He ain't playing. He ain't getting it. If, if they, and again, you know what? And he'll be back there next year. Because if nobody comes calling for Zach Wilson, because the one the hardest thing it is to do, especially GMs that are not really on the hot seat. And I mean, look at the number one picks they had last year. How many first round picks? You have to be, you have to be Matt Millen to screw that up. Okay. There's only one GM in life that could screw up those picks. And that's Matt Millen. With those three first rounders they have. But at the end of the day, so you don't have a GM on the hot seat. So, but the truth of it is the hardest thing to do for a GM, especially not on the hot seat, is to admit, to admit we missed, man. We got it wrong. They could cut bait with Zach right now, but I don't think really. I think the kid could play. He got some mechanics. Maybe he needs a maturity problem. That's the thing. Maybe up in BYU, he's up in that atmosphere. You get around New York and things start flying. You know, mature women start trying to holler at you. Your girl's mom is trying to say, hey, man, you know, I invited you over for dinner. Well, where's so-and-so? Well, she had to work. What the hell am I doing here? That's how it starts. So you got Zach just got a big head and a big apple. I still think he's got some skills, though. But he's in timeout now. He might be there for the whole month of December. Santa ain't coming to see you. Listen to the Sports Crime. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the sports crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the sports grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show is presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right. I know I sure will tonight. And we've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. Um... Okay, so let's dive into it. So there'll be quite a few games. That NFL, that Miami 49ers. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ride with Miami on this one. Should be a heck of a game. I think schedule, because remember, I've told you, you gotta go over that way to the AFC side to find the best matchups for the 49ers. And no over there's no smoke over here in the NFC for the 49ers. Maybe for the exceptions of Philly. Okay. But Miami, though. But let me tell you something. If 49ers destroy them, like if they stop this offense. And when I say stop, I mean if they hold this offense to 20 or under. Watch out. Watch out. D'Amico Ryans might get about three more interviews just off of that. Ain't got nothing to do with the Rooney Rule. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so let's go to our Dos Equis Championship edition of our college football weekend preview as we wind this thing down. It's been a very fast college season, uh, full of surprises. And there might be a few surprises this weekend on championship weekend. We all know what's at stake coming into the final weekend, especially with all the major Power Five conferences. Uh, but again, let's start in our backyard. Conference USA title game will be kicking off here in the next few hours at the Alamo Dome. Um, pretty much, you know, North Texas, like I told you in the opening of the show, I, I just believe that what's at stake for them to accomplish this and go back to back. Um, Conference USA champions as they get ready to go to a different conference. This is just going to even put the program even more on a bigger scale outside of this radius of Texas. I really believe that. You know, I really do believe that. And and again, when you've got guys like Tyreek Woolen that's performing in the, in the next level in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks and you've had the Davenports of the world come through here, it's just a good time to be a roadrunner. You know, we'll see what they do. They're eight and a half point spread. I don't want to touch this one because I haven't really paid attention too much in North Texas football. 
Um, that's a lot for a conference championship game, even though I have one of those in the picks this week. I'll reveal who that is. Uh, but UTSA, I like them to bring it home. Uh, Big 12, uh, this is another one that's a big stake. Uh, big stake. You got TCU and Kansas State. Kansas State has dropped down. This line was about three, three and a half. It was two and a half is gone. I've seen it drop down to two now, even to one and a half. Um, if you look at TCU, their only other Big 12 title game was in 2017. That's hard to believe. I mean, especially if you think on a Gary Patterson. I mean, I can see it. I mean, because, of course, you think OU, Texas, you know, been to some of these. But, yeah, this is only their second one since 2017. And if you look at K-State, if you look at TCU's running back, arguably, Miller, he's like one of the best players in the country. Um, I don't know if he'll get invited to New York because really the Heisman is like wide open. I mean, I think Caleb, you know, quarterback for USC, I think he could win it this weekend. Uh, actually, tonight with the with the performance against Utah, I think that game is tonight or is that tomorrow night. No, that one's tonight. Yeah, and I it, thought it was tonight. Yeah. Actually, in Las Vegas. It's a, so it's not it's, in Levi Stadium. No, it's, it's at Allegiant. It's yeah. at. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, yeah, that's a big one. I think I think the quarterback for USC could basically make a stamp and have his Heisman, um, you know, moment tonight uh, going to USC. But before we get to that, I think on the Big 12, I've said it, um, if you want representation for the Big 12 and the college for playoffs, you need TCU to finish the job and beat Kansas State. If they don't, I don't believe, whether it's fair or not, they will not. I mean, they're at three right now. They won't. They will go past four. So they've got to win to get in, pretty much. And that's going to be a tough game for them to win. I believe it really is. I've looked at this. I think I told you. I feel like there is going to be some carnage. I think USC. I flip flopped a little bit on that. Um, speaking of the Pac-12 championship, which is tonight, I look at USC and USC. You know, they lost to Utah early on in the season. Okay, it came down to the fourth quarter. They lost to them. Um, and that's their loss that they have on the season. Now, Utah was in a similar situation last year. They beat Oregon early on in the year. And then when we went to the Pac-12 game last year, oh, they can't beat Oregon two times in one year. And they did it. I've got a lot of respect for Utah's coach. He's a hell of a coach. There's a lot of consistency that he's done there with the Utes. But Lincoln Riley in this position, you know, he's taken OU to the Final Four before. I think, again, the quarterback position is really where I'm looking at this. I think you, I'm worried about USC's defense. USC's defense is suspect. Make no mistake about it. But Lincoln, as the season's gone on, he's got this offensive kind of humming. And I will tell you this right now about Lincoln Riley. And this is going to be very interesting as we go and expand into 12 teams playoffs. And this is something old great St. Nick, the GOAT, eh, that guy. This is what he's got to learn. Lincoln Riley, I believe, is light years ahead of other coaches when it comes to the transfer portal. Whatever system he's got, and the, keep in mind, this just got here. But this is the reason why USC in his first year, which a lot of people didn't have them pick. Like I said, Utah was the, 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 the favorites to go ahead and win the Pac-12. 
And then people looked at Oregon as a pop, but USC his first year, but it's because the guy knows the transfer portal. And I believe that is what Nick Saban is struggling with. And that's what I think he's got to get adjusted to, to keep that machine going in Alabama. He's still, I mean, he's got the top recruiting class coming in, but this transfer portal, which I think they're going to have to go back and tweak this. I think now that they extended the college playoff, they're going to try to reel this thing back in with some more rules. Good luck with that. But keep in mind, you heard that here. They will. I've, I've that's going to come to the table because it's the Wild Wild West. But that's the thing that is just impressive. He has USC here in his first year. And that goes with the saying that the great Urban Meyer would always say. I don't like when coaches say, well, wait till I get my guys in here. Well, if you're that good of a coach, you're supposed to take these kids who you got and try to go win some games. Lincoln Riley's done that. He did get his guy, though, and Caleb Williams did. to come over with him from Oklahoma. He did. When you look at Lincoln Riley and and what he's done on paper, no, he doesn't have a national championship yet. Uh, the playoff record isn't even great. But he's all, he's working his way into kind of being, or is he? working his way into being one of those quarterback whisperers. Because if he pulls this off and Caleb Williams shows out and can help the team advance to the to the, the CFP playoffs, you've got Baker, Kyler, Jalen, and now you look at Caleb Williams and he's done it at another school. Uh, wh where does that kind of put his legacy? What does that impact? If he can, if he can scout and develop the quarterback talent at the college level, where does that put him for a professional job? What do we? How do we look at Lincoln Riley if USC can get this done tonight? Well, first of all, um, out of those quarterbacks you listed, take Jalen Hurts out of there. Jalen Hurts, but is he time. landed him in the in the, in the transfer give portal. But damn, he ain't developed none with Hurts. Hurts is tied. He got a national title over there. A rent in a four year. Before I proceed, I'm going to take, take Jalen Hurts out of that equation. Um, first of all, the other guys you named, they've got to do something on that level. Because, yes, he's gotten two first one overall picks. One's a walk-on. Other guy, Kyler Murray, baseball talent. Yes, he's gotten them to go shake Roger Goodell's hand and be the number one pick. What's the state of those two quarterbacks right now? One's on, on beefing with one of his former teammates. One don't have respect of even his peers on how much work he puts in. One guy is just, again, a guy in Baker. So to answer your question, yes, if Cable goes and wins the Heisman, if he decides to come out, there's a good chance that you're looking at either a Jalen, or excuse me, a, a young or either basically a Caleb being one or over two overall, and then you say Lincoln strikes again. But let me tell you, the same thing that follows Ohio State, and no, they haven't had the run that Lincoln has with his quarterbacks, but just like the stigma of Ohio State quarterbacks and prior to that, Alabama quarterbacks, what do they do in the NFL? So he can develop these quarterbacks. It's obviously he can develop quarterbacks at the college level, and he knows how to scout them at the high school level who he wants. But it all comes down to it's fine and Danny is getting you in the playoffs. It's winning games in the Pac-12, soon to be Big Ten. But if they're not resulting and they don't have leadership skills and they don't have the talents to go on Sundays, that program, even USC, will get blackballed when it comes to quarterbacks. Not saying it's fair. That's just the reality. So then he, he's just a great college coach. I will. I don't. College well, well, yes. But at the same time, keep in mind, there was rumors circulating that uh, Jerry Jones was coveting this guy a few years ago. When the when Jason Garrett's seat was getting hot before the Mike McCarthy came along, he was looking at him. You know, so I think Mike, I mean, eventually, maybe one day, 
He might want to try his time in the NFL if the money's right. But I think with being Cali and that money, and that's like a pro team down there, I think he's going to ride it out for a little bit because he has an opportunity. Now, things are going to change once you go to the Big Ten, and it's going to be a little bit stiffer. But to get there in his first year is not bad. Look at the other conference championship game. I mean, this is the biggest spread on the board besides Jackson State. But you look at Georgia, they're 17 and a half favorites over LSU. Now, but look at the other end. It's impressive for Brian Kelly to be in this game his first year. I will tell you this. There is not a conference in the land, not the Big 12, not the Big 10, not the Pac-12, not the Sun Belt, not the Mountain. They're not the Conference USA. No disrespect to our roadrunners. There is not a conference that it means more to young men and coaches to win the SEC championship. It's not easy. Yes, the national championship is, but when you can call yourself SEC champion with basically some of the teams and some of the Kirby Smart talked about it. I mean, do you realize in Georgia's history, I saw this coming. This is only like their fourth SEC, excuse me, this is their third SEC title game in the last four decades. It's 40 years, according to my Roosevelt man. 40 years, they've only been three. And Kirby talked about it. He said, hey, man, he goes with the type of players that we send out of this conference in the NFL, it means something to win the SEC championship. I'm like, man, Kirby, you really learned in class. You really learned that when he was preaching that. Look at you. Only way to maybe going back to back. Nick has to feel like a proud son, even though they changing all type of rules to try to slow him down. But look at his son and Kirby. Probably the betting favorite to go back to back. 1-800-707-976. So USC, this is going to be an interesting one, but I think um, I think USC gets it done. I really do because I think they know how important this is to the Pac-12. But look, in the last few years, the Pac-12, they haven't sent anybody to the Final Four since Washington a few years ago, like four or five years ago. They always find in the last few years, the Pac-12 has always found a way to screw them own selves over. They stub their toe. You know, when you go into the night, you get up, you got to use the restroom. You hit your toe in the corner of the bed. God, that hurts. I swear I've thought I've broken toes before. My, that's the kind, that's what the Pac-12 does. Why is USC and UCLA leaving us? Who let that happen? I don't know, jackasses. Maybe y'all should have done a better job running this damn conference. It's only the degenerates and the diehard alumni that's up till 9 30, 10 30, 11, 9 when your games come on any damn way. 1 800 707 9760. But no, it's championship weekend. We'll see. And the question be what about Ohio? I, you know, the one game that I didn't really break into the college, Dosakis, and that's that Big Ten. I mean, look, man, Purdue, the only chance Purdue get. Now, look, Purdue might surprise some people because if they get on there and they start slinging that thing around, they can move the ball. I don't know what their defense is like. The only prey Purdue has is that Michigan has a big, big, big time hangover from the Ohio State game. Maybe Purdue hangs with them for a half, but this should be uh, amazing go blue all the way. Stamping their spot at number two in the college playoff. But the question is going to be, those two programs, Ohio State and Alabama, and if TCU loses... Let me tell you, can you imagine this? What do you do this? TC loses to Kansas State and Utah beats USC tonight. What the hell's going on? What you gonna do? 
And LSU should really kick themselves in the ass. If that happens, they really should kick themselves in the ass to losing to that damn college station, that, that mess, that cesspool up at 12th man. They blew it. But can you imagine if Utah beats USC and TCU loses? Who you got? Well, Ohio State's back in. But a lot of people, is the two-loss team Alabama better than number one Ohio State? Alabama really, if, if you want me to keep it 100 with you, as the youngsters say, Alabama doesn't really have a win this season on their schedule. I mean, the only win that they got to keep it real is worth anything what texas and some people think texas would have won that game back who have they beat i mean like big win they don't all hell is gonna break loose if they find a way if you if sunday when they release this no matter what happens tomorrow and tonight if that tusk is in one of those four all hell's gonna break loose. that's why i don't even want to deal with it i just rather take the number one recruiting class reload let's just go go back let them have some fun let some other people come to the alabama invitational can't win it every year the people going to be salty as hell, man. Salty. Even though if you look at the naked eye test, I mean, damn, like, yeah, this is. But make no mistake, Bryce Young, without him, Alabama's five losses this season. They're a five or six loss team without Bryce Young. That's why he should still be going to New York. But if I'm Bryce Young, I might think about coming back next year to Alabama to really let it simmer. I got to look at the landscape. I got to look at the Texans. I got in these young cats, they own this too. Bryce's situation, you got hurt stock wise. That season kind of disappointment. You got a number one recruiting class, probably going to have better receivers to throw to. Wouldn't be surprised if he decides to come back, depending on what his grade value is going to be. All right, man, real quick before we get out of here, going to give you an addition to the foundation picks. We'll have an overall record for y'all because we are keeping track of this regardless before we get to the uh, bowl season here, but not doing too bad. College has been challenging, but this is what we've got going on today for your foundation pick. Let's start with the championship side of ball in college. Uh, I'm going to go with USC. I'm just going to take the two and a half out of it and go money line. Minus 145 for USC to win the game outright tonight. Wouldn't be surprised, though, if Utah beats them twice in one season they did it last year to Oregon Kansas State plus one and a half why is the undefeated team hasn't lost the game only catching one and a half on a neutral field I'm going with Kansas State on that Central Florida all right old Gus Miles on down there with them damn chewing that damn gum with that big play sheet he's trying to wake work his way up back to the big time I like Central Florida. They're catching four. I like them against Tulane. Central Florida plus four. Fresno State, they lost to Boise early on in the season on the blue turf. Their quarterback wasn't playing. He's back. It's back on that blue turf. They're catching three. I like Fresno State in the Shawshank Redemption as they beat Boise. And on the NFL side of things, I'm going to go with the Jets to keep it rolling with their backup. They're going on the road in Minnesota. I like them plus three to win outright on the road against Minnesota. Also, oh, I forgot to give you one in college, Troy. I told you I had a big one in there. Troy minus eight and a half. I like Troy made and a half. So this is a 10-pack. I'm giving you all five college, five NFL. On the NFL side, I like the Steelers on the road. They're getting for the second consecutive week. They've got to pick them. I told you about pick them in road games. They're going to Atlanta. I like Steelers to keep it going. Pickens is starting to get chemistry with old Pickett. Also, Cleveland versus Texans, under totals 47. I'm taking under. This is going to be a defensive type of game, especially for the Texans. 
Um, I think there's some rust with Deshaun. Got to get used to this offense. I think a low mid-scoring game. I like the under 47. And the last two, Dolphins plus four. If you can give me the top-rated offense in the league and you can catch points with that, regardless, four points with them. And the last one, I like the Shawshank Redemption. Kansas City, they won't admit it, but they want this game bad over Cincy. They're on the road taking minus two. I like the Chiefs to go in the jungle to win. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off Monday morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See y'all Monday.